It's October 27, 2021, and this is Golf Today. We have the Ladies European Tour hosting its annual nighttime golf tournament. We'll have all the stories from day one, including a little Laura Davies chat. Plus, we'll talk about Brian Morris, a head golf professional in Bermuda battling stage four cancer. He is in the field this week. Canelo Alvarez joins the show to talk about his upcoming bout. And plus, we'll talk a little Navy golf. All that and more coming up on Golf Today. Back on golf today, notable past PGA Tour winners in the field at the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. It feels like the early to mid-2000s, little Olin Brown energy, Ted Purdy, Daniel Chopra. I mean, this is uh, turning back the clock. Richard S. Johnson on the list, Parker McLaughlin, Romero, John Rollins, Atwal, Jay Bone on the list as well. It's been windy out there, D. We had the weather kind of pass through the Northeast. Yeah. It's been nasty out. It has. And the Pro-Am canceled due to inclement weather, including dangerous winds in Bermuda. The course is closed for the remainder of the day. Practice facilities are now open to the players. And time now for stories to feel good about. Yeah, the story of Brian Morris is quite remarkable. 54-year-old head pro at the Ocean View Golf Course in Bermuda. He's making his first start on the PGA Tour this week on a sponsor exemption. He's also battling stage four cancer. Two years ago, he had a surgery to remove a brain tumor and has since learned that the cancer has spread. He'll be permitted to take a cart this week at Port Royal. And we're joined now by Rex Hoggard on the ground in Bermuda. Rex, you have more on this incredible story. Yeah, you guys just mentioned it, Damon. Anytime you have a 54-year-old club professional who's making his first start, it's going to be a special week. But when I spoke with Brian this afternoon, he said special doesn't even begin to explain his emotions going into this week. As you pointed out, he was diagnosed in late 2019 with stage 4 terminal brain cancer. But he said throughout all of the treatments and all of the trips to Boston for more medical checkups, the one thing that has given him solace has been golf. It's like tranquility for me, you know. I don't have time to, to think about being sick. I don't feel sick. Um, I don't act sick. Um, it, just because I'm playing golf, I, I don't have any time to, to think about anything like that. I'm just hitting shots and trying to make putts and trying to stay out of bunkers. So I, I, it, it's just so cool that playing golf, like, takes me com completely away because I'm always in it between doctors and hospitals and chemo and trips and Boston and that it's always, it's there every day, except for those four and a half hours that I, I play golf. So I try to do it as often as possible. When you look at how competitive you have been your entire life, I'm sure playing in a PGA Tour event has been the pinnacle, something you've wanted to do. What were the emotions like when you learned that you were in the field? Uh, uh, you know what? The first thing I thought of was how proud my father would be. You know, he, my, he passed away about 35 years ago. And it, like, he was my golf guy. He was the one who got me into golf, you know. Um, so obviously I cried, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not afraid to tell anybody. It brought so many emotions out. Like, and I was just thinking how proud he would be, how proud my, my sons and my daughter's gonna be, my wife, my entire family. So it like, wow, you know, I, it was hard, hard to explain except for tears. You think you'll cry on the first tee when you tee off on Thursday? Probably cry on 18. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I'll be emotional uh, 100%, but I have so many people with me, like cheering for me and wishing me well, and I don't want to let them down, you know, so 
I'll, I'll be focused and I'll try to control my emotions in the beginning and I'll let them all win as we've been done with. Michael called you Mr. Goff for Bermuda. What do you think this will do for golf with you two both playing in the event next to each other? Oh, um, well, I, you know what? I just can't wait to see it because um, we're going to have so many people. I could, I could guarantee you that everybody loves Michael. Um, everybody loves me, you know what I mean? And us two together, um, being related, um, it, it's going to be super cool. Like, it, it's going to be a lot of people out that never watched golf before, never followed golf. Um, they'll, they'll be out. They're coming out. They bought the tickets. They told me they're going to be here. So I'm looking forward to it, man. And you just heard him talk about Michael Sims. He actually grew up on the island. Those two are cousins. And I, when I talked to Michael, he said they had not played together for almost a decade as Michael pursued his professional career in the United States. But when he talked about what those first two rounds were going to mean to him, he said it means the world because he knows that Brian is, as he pointed out, Mr. Goff here in Bermuda. Such a moving story, Rex. Thank you for bringing the story of Brian Morris. And I have to tell you, Shane, I was reading some stories in the, the run-up to his round coming up tomorrow, and he said he hopes he's an inspiration for people. He is not going to feel sorry for himself out there. He hopes, if anything, uh, I want people to write about me. I want people to talk about me, and I hope this gets people off of the couch who are fighting cancer and moving. Yeah, tragedy forces you to look at life differently and, and kind of count the days because they're so, so important, every minute, every hour. Yeah. So important to you. There's a great piece Helen Ross did on PJTour.com telling Brian's story. There's a quote in there. He said, I used to be terrible with nerves, but since I got diagnosed with cancer, it's like hitting a shot doesn't really matter. And I mean, that really, again, kind of bringing it all back to golf and his love for this sport and where he finds that happiness out on the golf course. He'll get to go out there and experience a PGA Tour event unlike anybody that's ever really played in one before. Yeah. I mean, everybody's out there trying to look at score and result and what's next. And this is just an opportunity to celebrate a man who is uh, battling stage four cancer and is getting to do something that he said, you know, his dad would have been so proud of. I mean, you can't help but think of it yourself, right? You can't think of help but think of these kind of situations and what would happen if you were in it or somebody you knew were in these type of situations and how much you'd celebrate a weekend like this. So we're going to be celebrating Brian for this week and celebrating Brian and see how he can go do out there. And if it's a birdie, a bogey, a double, an eagle, whatever it is, he'll be clapping, he'll be smiling, and will be as well. Yeah, he is clear-eyed and a lot of people will be rooting for him this week in Bermuda. Still to come, Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, he has a big fight coming up November 6th against Caleb Plant, but he loves the game of golf, so how's he balancing ring time with golf time? That's next on Golf Today. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back on golf today, Canelo Alvarez, professional boxer, multiple world champion in four weight classes, currently a unified super middleweight world champ, gearing up for a November 6th fight against Caleb Plant. When the gloves aren't on, it's no gloves on the putting green, maybe one glove off the tee. He loves this great game. Fixture at the American Century Championship, Lake Tahoe, competing alongside the likes of Steph Curry, Charles Barkley, and Marty Fish. And speaking of Steph Curry, Mm-mm. I was there for this, Shane. I was very nervous for Steph Curry. Oh, no. Shadow boxing with Canelo. Steph, you're a very talented athlete, maybe one of the best athletes in the world. You don't want none of that. You don't want none of that. He's I'm leading with you. his chin. I mean, Get out of there. Not the right move. Warriors are playing great basketball. Don't want to lose Steph. Tell you what, Canelo's been at this for quite some time. Age 15, turned pro, won the world championships in four different weight classes. Record 56-1 and 238 KOs. As we welcome in Canelo Alvarez to golf today. Big fight coming up November 6th. I know you've been training, working out, raw eggs, punching sides of beef. But as someone who loves golf as much as you do, how much have you been able to kind of get out of the ring and play some golf in recent weeks? No, I play golf. Uh, I practice golf every day after my, my training season. Season, I I go to the golf course and I practice for uh, three hours every day. Every and I play, day. I, yeah, every day. And I play the weekends with my friends. So how did this start for you? You know, I know De La Hoya plays a little golf. When did you start playing golf in the first place? Oh, uh, I, I I started two years ago. Two years ago with my friends. Uh, I never uh, grab. Um, uh, iron, so I start hitting balls in the in the course with my with my friends, and I really like it. So that's why I start practice uh, golf. It's addictive for me. It's, it's like if I don't go to the course today, I I always I'm thinking I I wanna go I wanna go to play golf. I wanna go to to practice golf. I love I really love. What's been your favorite part of playing in the American Century in Tahoe, hanging out with Steph Curry and shadow boxing? He's been very impressed with your game. Yeah. No, I really like uh, play golf, and I really like being in, in a tournaments. I play uh, really good rounds in, in late Tahoe. Um, but um, for me, it's not enough. I want to be... I will, I, I want to be next year. Uh, I want to be in the tep, uh, top ten or, or maybe win, uh, win the tournament. Canelo, you've only been playing for a couple of years. Say so your handicap's right around nine or ten. That's quite impressive. But your craft is fighting other people. Golf makes you want to punch yourself a lot in the face. So how do you channel that golf anger on the golf course when things start to go sideways? You know, you know how how is the golf uh, golf? It's hard. It's really hard for me. One day I play really great, and the next day I play so bad. So maybe make me mad by my with, me, with myself. But uh, um, that's why I love golf because I want to improve and um, um, and be better. And that's why I love uh, golf. Canelo, for someone who's accomplished so much already, a lock for the International Boxing Hall of Fame, for example, why is being undisputed champ at super middleweight so important to you? 
It's very important for me and for my country because I'm, I'm going to be the first Mexican and the first Latin American fighter and complete this, this uh, unified that, that title and a very few in the history of boxing. So that's why it's very important for me. Maybe one of my, my best fights or my, my, my most important fights in, in boxing. Canelo, there are so many intangibles in golf. You know, we look at golfers, we talk about their mentality or their short game. What makes a great boxer that the general public doesn't talk about as much? You need to love boxing. That's, that's, the, that's uh, the, the only way you can be great. You need to love boxing, be disciplined, be in the gym. If you don't have fight, you need to be in the gym no matter what. I always... I always train. I always ready. I will, I always been in the, in the gym, no matter no matter what. If I have a fight or not have a fight, I always here. So the discipline make you uh, make uh, everything. So I read uh, that you know when we talked about it before we went on the air that you watch Golf Channel all the time. But I read that you want to retire at age 37 so you can play golf. Every day, cada día. So how would you describe a perfect day on the golf course? Who are you with and where are you playing? Uh, I just like playing golf. Uh, no matter who is there uh, with me, I, I like playing with my friends. And I, I really enjoy playing tournaments. So uh, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a lot of tournaments after, after I retire from boxing. Canelo, how much longer until you have a hat that says no golfing, no life, instead of no boxing, no life on your hat? Is that coming soon? No. No, I, 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 I had it already. You have that hat already. <laughs> hey, I, listen, of course. Canelo, I'm a hat guy. That'll be if hat you, of the day. If you want to yeah. send one my way, it'll make it yeah, on the show. I'm, I'm just letting you, you know. I'm going to send you uh, really good cuts. Oh, fantastic. Well, Canelo, listen, man. Go, go handle your business November 6th against Caleb Plant, and we'll go ahead and we'll, uh, we'll play some golf at some point. It's getting cold here in the Northeast, but we'll, we'll find some time to play golf, the three of us. Yeah, of course. All right, really, Canelo Alvarez. I like it. You like it. He loves his boxing, yeah. but he loves his golf maybe just as much, and we appreciate his time. Time now for Puncher's Chance. We're going to talk about, you what know. What does this mean? What does this mean, D? You know, maybe kind of like. Fall winners to reach the Tour Championship. You know, this is an important part of the year. Man, I can't wait for that fight, by the way. I, I'm, a, You're I'm a boxing guy. I, know I am. I, I love boxing. But these guys are, you know, guys who fought their way to Atlanta. So this, this was last year. Yep. These are fall winners that made it to the Tour Championship. Just 30 players invited there. Stuart Sink, Bryson, Sergio, Kokrak, Cantlay, DJ, and Victor Hovland. Last year, last year, obviously a different year. Yeah. The wraparound season, some different majors scheduled out. So the question is, which fall player do you see making the Tour Championship this year? It's a look ahead to you, yeah, what it's called. Yeah, a long shot, maybe. How about Joe Bramlett? Joe won the I like Corn that. Ferry Tour Championship. And I tell you, he's someone who's had some back issues throughout his young career. But it looks to me like he's starting to find his feet. Hits the ball a long way. He had a stretch here of like, I want to say, five or six birdies in a row at Victoria National. That is a difficult test of golf and it really showed me a lot about what's inside this young man you know I'm partial to the west coast I'm partial to the Pac-12 he's a Stanford alum and I think we're starting to see some things from Joseph Bramlett that tell me he has the potential 
to do some really neat things in this game. I think this is a critical year for him, but I think coming off that great run at the Corn Ferry Tour Championship, it may be his time. Kind of, kind of a great time for players that are coming up on the PGA yes. Tour to go out there and try to snag a couple of top 25s, a couple of top 10s, start to make your way into these FedEx Cup playoffs. I mean, I, I'm looking at it, my buddy Max Homa, who okay. picked up the victory this year. You know, that's always a goal for these great PGA Tour players is I want to make it to Eastlake. I want to get to the Tour Championship. I want to get to the finale mm. because, to me, that explains and describes a great season. You have to play well to get into a position to make it in the top 30. Then, obviously, you've got to play well in the playoffs. I mean, Max already picking up the victory yeah. has put himself in an unbelievable position. But when you look at kind of the list of, of things, of goals, for so many of these players, being top 30 is one of those. And for Max, he came so close last season. Getting that win early, yeah. to me, was really, really a statement for Homa to say, I know I didn't play well enough to make it to Eastlake. I was just on the outside looking in, but I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to start the season with a victory, and you'll see a different Max Homa mm. in 2022. So I'm looking at Max. I mean, I know he's an established player. I know he's a multiple PGA Tour winner, but you're kind of looking at one more thing he's trying to check off that list. I like Max in the top 30 going forward. Get the win early in the fall. Set the table for the rest of the year. And you mentioned you get in that top 30 in Atlanta, then you're setting up the next couple of years. Absolutely. You're setting up careers. Then you're looking at, okay, I can play in this big event. I can play in this major championship. And that's, you know, and I've talked about it for years. You know, you get inside that top 30 or the official World Golf Ranking top 50, you play pretty well. It's hard to get kicked out. Because then you're playing in events that have a lot of FedEx Cup points and a lot of World Golf ranking points. You are at the party, and you got a good seat at the table. You can hear the band and everything. Absolutely. You get a dance. Best drinks. You know, getting a good table at a party yeah. or a wedding, very, very important. The waiter, waitress can see you. You know, you're right there to get whatever you want, refill seconds, thirds, and fourths. When you get in that top 30, it just keeps on paying you back. Went to a wedding uh, a couple years ago, yeah. and uh, I think I was at the, the worst table at the wedding. It, it says really? a lot about what you think they think of you. You're like table M as yeah. opposed I mean, to like table you're right a. where, they, where they're, they're bringing the food in and out of. Yeah. You're uh, last to get your food. Sitting next to the trays. It meets a little cold. The dirty plates and yeah. the dirty glasses you're I'm sitting just next saying, to I've, I've, I've been at that table before. Rarely okay. am I like table A. Yeah. But I, I've been at table F a couple times. Table F, that's no good. No, no good. good. Table A, that's the best table. How about some locks of the week? Because we kind of struggled that's last okay. week. okay. It's an off week. It was an off week. Okay. Last week, we were at the F table. We, we were at the A table. A table. Yes. This week, we're going to talk about our locks of the week coming up. Patrick Reed going to be involved? You know he is. Time for our locks of the week. I'm calling it the Damon Hack locks of the week because Damon Hack has started just red hot. So, D Hack, I got to start with you. You're yeah. 2 0 on locks of the week yep. in this short season. Where are we at to go 3 0? Tell you, Martin Laird has been good to me. Kamurakawa has been good to me. And now Ricky Fowler will be good to me. And perhaps you. How about a top 10 plus 225 for a player coming off a tie for third finish? Uh, at the CJ Cup, playing fantastic golf, led the field in strokes gain off the tee. I mean, he looks like the Ricky Fowler to me of old, and I believe that the confidence will carry over to Japan. Much like Jordan Spieth last year, we saw him play well in clusters, kind of getting his groove back. I see Ricky Fowler in the same vein. I'm going Tommy Fleetwood. Oh. I'm going Tommy Fleetwood as low player from England at minus 189. He's played really solid golf as of late. His last four events outside of the Ryder Cup. T2nd, T12th, T7th, T38th for Tommy Fleetwood. Wow. He seems to be kind of finding a groove as well. You mentioned Ricky Fowler finding a groove. And it's going up against Matt Wallace, who's really struggled as of late. He has mm. three missed cuts and a WD in his last five starts. So it's just two players. That's Look, all you got. It's almost a coin flip. It's a coin flip. 
Oh, D. Oh, D. Not your week in sports, buddy. Yeah. Dodgers. Lakers. Lakers struggled. Box yeah. of the week took a big hit. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm not cruising to any sort of a victory. Mine was a, a loss by, what, a shot? Mm. Ricky didn't quite have the, the game to finish in the top ten this past week. Yeah, I, I fallen to, to two and one. But I'm I'm feeling a little bit better You're about that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Raiders won. You're kind of back into it. Let's yeah. get back into our locks of the week. D, you want yes. to kick this off? I, I'll kick us off. Okay. I, By the way, yeah. this is where last week's locks live. In the trash. This is where they're living. Let's, let's, they let's get them back. Let's get them okay. back up top. This one's not going to be in the trash. This will be on the shelf. P. Reed. Patrick Reed. Highest ranked player in this field at number 24. I'm top 10 in him this week. Okay. Is it what's plus the number? Plus 250. Oh, you're getting plus money on I, I'm getting Two plus money for a top 10 for, for P. Reed, who wasn't at the Ryder Cup. And listen, hasn't been playing well of late, I know. No top 10s since Memorial. That's a long time ago. But I'm looking at the forecast, and I'm seeing wind. And wind tells me a lot of missed greens. And we know that P. Reed has a short game that will not quit. So considering he's number 24 in the world, considering I got top 10 and it's plus money, I am very comfortable the Masters champion will be able to finish in the top 10. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to play like you're the best player in the field, right? I mean, occasionally you got to show up and go, I'm I'm the name. I'm the notable in this field. I'm on the brochure. Everybody's got to catch me. Yes. I like that. Plus 200. That number's going to change. That number's going to go the other way. Get on it now, then. I've I've got a a little bit of a a longer shot, if you will. Okay. A a notable name. A former number one player in the world. Luke Mm. Donald. To just finish, all you got to do, all LD's got to do is finish in the top 20 at plus (laughs) five. Hundred, you're getting five to one on wow. Luke Donald top twenty. Luke Donald has a couple top twenties recently on the PGA Tour. T okay. thirteenth at the Byron Nelson. T sixteenth at the 3M. Last year in this <laughs> event, Luke Donald threw 36 holes, was in a tie for six through 36 holes. Well, yeah, listen, okay, listen, through two rounds, Luke Donald was okay. right there. <laughs> now, okay. Now, the story didn't go so well. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm just saying, I'm, that's, you know, I'm, for, I'm a for, journalist. My job is I'm, to ask questions. I'm saying through 36 holes, okay. he was cruising to a cruising. top 20. Now, he okay. finished T40, okay. which is not <laughs> in the top 20. We'll get research I'm on I'm sorry it. I did that I'm to almost you. almost positive that's not it. in the top 20. <laughs> but he, he's, he at least understands the golf course. Okay. I think Luke Donald, you know, Luke Donald, I feel like he's still in his early 40s. He's got to he, find something at yeah. some point. It, it seems to be all over the place. It's a miscut. And a top 20. A miscut yeah. in the top 20. I'm just going to go top 20 at plus 500. At some point, those money games with MJ at the Grove are going to pay off <laughs> for the former world number one. And I like your short game. You want to bunker? You want to put on an Instagram video of Luke Donald around the short game era. You're going to learn a lot. Talk to European tour vets about Luke Donald's yeah. bunker game when he was really at the height of power. Oh and they gosh. say there's nothing like it. There was Absolutely. nothing like his ability to get the ball close yeah. on out, out of any lie. Any yeah. bad lie, any great lie, plug lie, fried egg lie. He could get it close and save par. He could chip it in mm. for a birdie. Luke Donald, top 20 and mm. plus 500. Nothing like Luke Donald in a bunker. Nothing like Teddy G in front of an odds board. Great to have the guy, the points bet senior editor, with us every week. Now, first of all, Teddy G, our, our locks. I mean, you heard us kind of, we're begging for better yeah. than last week. What do you think? I hate to interrupt this conversation. I was enjoying it tremendously. You know, those rationales of we got some wind going. We got uh, a 36-hole performance from Luke. Damon, I'm going to say this. I'm a little little disappointed in you. I thought there'd be a little more creativity. Like we tell our kids, I'm not upset, just a little disappointed. <laughs> top guy in the field, top 10. You can do that any week. Um, Damon, Luke Donald, an interesting choice. Last year, I had him for a top 20 at the Travelers, and he rewarded me with an opening round 78. 
So not mm. feeling uh, it with Luke this week, but um, I've got a lock. Mm. If you guys listen, listening. listen, we're, we're pulling out travelers numbers out of nowhere, Teddy G. That's the travelers, baby. You know, we're butterfielding it this week. Come on now. <laughs> But, you know, spurned betters never forget something like that. I when I go on Golf Channel and say Luke Donald's going to play well and then he throws up a 78, not pleased. Yeah. D-Hack has to hear about the Seattle Seahawks losing my two-team mm. underdog parlay of the week. He's going to be – he's mm. going to walk off the set. But let's get <laughs> to you, Teddy G. Let's get to an expert. What are your locks of the week this week? All right. Well, I'm an obnoxious Northwestern guy, so I'm going to stick with the theme. You already have Luke Donald. Matt Fitzpatrick is first on our outrights list this week at points bet. But I am going with David Lipsky, who is a PGA Tour rookie at the age of 33. He has grinded his way on tour, and I'm tempted to sprinkle a little bit on his top 10 at plus 450. But my lock, as you see, is his head-to-head -head duel with Steven Yeager, minus 115. David Lipsky lives in Vegas, but is going to play well in Bermuda this week. All right, Teddy G, how about the odds? A big picture, fascinating field, some names we haven't seen in a while, some folks from an older vintage, for example. What do you have for us? Yeah, Damon, uh, it is Dark Horse Central this week on the PGA Tour, and here's how you know. Our eighth favorite is a man from Mississippi named Chad Ramey. Chad Ramey is ranked 167th in the world that's how you know it is uh you know let's say a below average field this week but matt matt fitzpatrick who romped in valderrama uh recently lipsky finished fourth by the way he is uh top of the board great short game another good wind player that you should be considering david hey uh teddy uh you're allowing us this week on golf today to name a bet and uh, we're going with a vet we're gonna go owen brown this week he's a part of our name of bet. He was on social media, and this is really what you want with someone you're putting some money on. You want them to be on social media talking at, at, uh, at airlines. This is a key to a, a great week, is you have to add an airline, said, please, Delta, could you find my luggage, make it on this flight, even put the flight number. That's wow. professional tweeting from Olin Brown. So what happened with the bag? Oh, Delta. Look Delta. At that. Delta's fantastic. <laughs> we, I mean, way to go, Delta. This is a this is in the Twitter Hall of Fame. Where yeah. do you see praise for an airline? I'm Silver Brown. Medallion, so I, I like Delta. Praising <laughs> Olin Brown. So, so the name of bet. So listen, Olin Brown's 62 years old, Teddy. Yeah. Okay? 62. So we threw together this. Olin Brown cards a six and a two in round one. Can, can you make a number yeah. for us? Can you make an odd on this? Wow. Yeah, I couldn't, but fortunately, our traders are, are, are much smarter than I, Michael Hollenberg especially. So, all right, he has figured out that Olin has about a 65% chance to make a two on one of these par threes. Or, hey, maybe he'll just hole one out from the fairway on a par four. He has a 37% chance to make a six. When you blend those puppies together and boost them up, you get to plus 210. So, two to one on your money very creative on the name of bet. I've been doing these for a year, and you already topped me with your first one. I was going to ask. I mean, uh, rarely do you get age playing into this. And uh, when, when you guys are kind of setting odds for tournaments, how much do you factor in people complaining on Twitter about bag situations? Is that something you do have kind of like fourth or fifth on your list? Well, a little bit more of a Jay Croucher question there, but I think I can address that by saying, yes, our guys are on Twitter constantly, <laughs> whether it's football and Adam Schefter or golf and Will Gray or just, you know, maybe the Delta feed. We are always looking for whatever little tidbit we can find. All right, Bacon's closing in on Teddy G's job. I'm closing in 
on Croucher's job, but I digress. Do you have a name of that, Teddy? Can you top what Bacon threw at you? I definitely can't top the Bacon, but I can give you a decent one. And my looks at, mine looks at P. Reed and Danny Willett, two guys who could walk to the first tee wearing green jackets, in theory. And they are actually in the same group. So will Patrick Reed beat or tie Danny Willett in three or more rounds? That has been boosted from minus 150 to minus 125, a couple relatively big names in the field that we uh, might want to keep tabs on. Wow. I mean, my, my head is exploding, but it also exploded last <laughs> week, and, and you, you hit. You're being very humble. Take us through what you did last week because I could barely follow like a bogey 10, 11, 12, <laughs> but somehow you, you hit Teddy G. Damon, we, of course, were talking about the Tiger bogey barrage of bogeying 10, 11, and 12 as he did at the Zozo when he won it in 2019. So I was curious, would any golfer bogey those three holes and merely finish in the top 40? And the answer was a resounding yes, wow. because Takumi Kanaya did that. Not only did he finish in the top 40, he finished tied for seventh. I will be marking this young man's career. He is a former number one junior in the world, I believe. And I think great things are in store. If he can do that, make all those bogeys and still finish top 10 in a good event. He's, uh, he's got my money. Boom. How about it? Teddy G, I'm still waiting for the gold chain around the neck. Maybe that'll be for next week. Enjoy the rest of your week, buddy. It loved it, guys. Have a great one. All right. Teddy G from Points Bet. So from the odds to some island time, which part of your game would you leave on a desert island never to see again or a jungle island? But you don't want to ever see this part of your game again. We'll go through a few next. Where do I start? Golf today, Where do man. I oh, man. start with my current golf game? Still to come on Golf Today, we're joined by Alex Fitzpatrick, a senior on the Wake Forest golf team who has vaulted into the top five of the Velocity Global PGA Tour University rankings. It's also Navy Day 2021. We celebrate the United States Navy head men's golf coach at Navy, Pat Owen, joins the program. And we're getting closer to live final day coverage of the East Lake Cup at 3 p.m. Eastern time from Atlanta. This is Golf Today. Golf Today, brought to you by PointsBet. I don't think PointsBet had me picking up the trash can twice Twice. in the first hour of this show. Shane (laughs) and Damon, to take you through the rest of this Wednesday before we get to some great college golf. D, how are we feeling as kind of our golf season starting to wind down? I'm getting a little wistful. I miss it. We had a lot of rain, you know, the last couple of days here in Connecticut. Folks, stay safe. I know flooding has been an issue. I am worried that my golf game is going to be going Hopefully not where that trash can is uh, right next to us because there's a time of year for folks in the Northeast, you know, it's going to the simulator. It's doing some stretching, doing some shadow swings indoors. I've got a, I've got a call tonight about my big golf trip. Uh, oh, our cool. committee, as I call them, it's just me and three of my buddies. We have a call tonight about kind of setting the teams for our oh, January wow. golf event. And I, I quickly forget that I'm not going to play much golf basically from November on into our January golf event. So I've got to kind of factor that in. Scouting trip pick, out west? As we're picking teams. Yeah, a little scouting trip out west. Maybe a little practice round. You, know, you don't like just, practice like, Maybe, maybe eventually. <laughs> well, enough of our talk about our golf games. Let's talk about some of the great collegiate players oh. out there. Take a look at the latest Velocity Global PGA Tour University ranking. Some names you see on here each and every week. Trent Phillips on the list. Sandy Scott, Cole Hammer, 
there in 15 through 6. We have a name added to the top five after great play the last week. That person, Alex Fitzpatrick, you see their fourth now for Wake Forest. Yeah, these seniors now are looking for routes to professional golf. The, the minor leagues of the PGA Tour, it's such a wonderful opportunity, kind of gives them something to, to look for, a goal as they play throughout their college senior season. Great hat, by the way, Sam Bennett. That Aggies hat plays. That is a nice collegiate golf hat. Talking Alex Fitzpatrick, we have him on the show here in just a couple of minutes. He's a senior for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, the brother of professional golfer Matthew Fitzpatrick. Carried the bad for Matt Matt when he won the U.S. Amateur up this way. And last season, Alex was named as a first-team All-American, was a finalist for the Fred Haskins Award as well. And you see him in the top five of the Velocity Global PGA Tour University rankings. A great, great player. We've seen some siblings, D, in golf these days that can play. Yeah, we're seeing him in golf. Uh, the quarters, we're seeing him in sports. The Williams sisters the Mannings of football. This is kind of becoming, I don't want to say the norm, but just not as obscure as it once was. Push your brother, push your sister, mm. continue to reach your goals. Well, let's welcome Alex into the show. Alex, a great run for you, your last three starts. You have a win, a second place finish. We love asking what's clicking, what's working for players. So what's made sense for you lately on the golf course? Yeah, I think um, I, I think this past fall has been, uh, it's important to be patient. Um, it's difficult to get caught up in these ranking systems when uh, when you see them sort of every day and, and they update every week. Um, but I think just staying patient and working hard and um, just hoping that the results will come if, uh, if you keep putting in the effort, basically. Yeah, Alex, we were just talking about siblings. As a brother of someone that's such a successful professional golfer, what's it like going to events and always getting the questions, always being asked about your brother and what was able to accomplish and what he did before you show up? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's definitely not a negative thing uh, by any means. I mean, he worked uh, harder than anyone I've ever met. Um, he deserves every bit of success that he has. Um, and he's a great mentor, both on the golf course and off the golf course. Um, I hammer him with questions that I have, and uh, he hammers me when I don't listen to him. So it's uh, it's it's a good relationship to have, and I'm uh, I'm very lucky to have him as my brother. If things pan out, you could be one of the few people I can think of to caddy in a Ryder Cup before he plays in one as you caddy for Matt at Whistling Straits what was that whole week and experience like for you yeah it was great it was uh, it was a long time ago so and my memory's not that good so uh, I don't remember a lot of the things but I remember getting a brand new iPhone from my dad for uh, for caddy in the week and um, yeah there's there's it was phenomenal we made some great connections uh, that we still have to this day and uh, he played some great golf that week and I, I wish that I could have lifted the, the same trophy, but um, as of now, I'm, I still haven't. Um, so that hopefully will be a, um, will be a goal for, for at some point. So, Having been around the pro game where you must uh, improve to, to really have a long-lasting career, what do you think you have to improve on, work on, to be the golfer that you ultimately want to be? Yeah, I think, uh, I think there are parts of, of everyone's game that, that needs work. For me personally, it would be my driving, uh, my driving and my putting. Um, but that comes with with hard work, and um, that's pretty much all I can do for that. But there are parts of my game that I'm I'm happy with, um, so just maintaining them and um, spending the, the time and effort in every day to to improve, even if it's if if it's just that point one percent. But that's the overall goal: just making sure that um, each part of my game is good for when I turn pro, and and hopefully uh, have some success. Alex, can we talk about your football team for a minute, American football team? I mean, they're 7-0. It's just the second time 
in Wake Forest history. They've been 7-0 to start a season. I mean, are you scheduling practices around these games, getting to go to any of the games? How do you take these in? Luckily, our practice is not uh, in the football time, but I will be there um, at a home game against Duke this weekend, and uh, I'll be chanting on Bring on Bama, hopefully. Um, so <laughs> hopefully we can uh, we can win this week and, and look for the next one and uh, maintain my undefeated uh, lead. So, yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're pretty good, I must admit. Alex, you got a pretty cool picture right behind you of a pretty famous Wake Forest alum, Arnold Palmer, with... Jack Nicholas, tell us the story behind that photo because it's one of my, my favorites of those two gentlemen sitting side by side. That's, that's a great question. I, I do not know the story of that photo, um, but I do, I do know that uh, they had a great chat and, uh, and he is uh, very important to our university and our school. Um, and he did a lot of things for, uh, for the golf team that um, we look up to and we uh, aspire to be like, so... Well, Alex, it's so fun watching you perform on the golf course. You're just getting started in your career. Congrats on all you've accomplished so far, and best of luck the rest of your senior season. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, that is Alex Fitzpatrick. Today, folks, Navy Day 2021, when we celebrate and honor the service of the men and women in the United States Navy. The head coach of Navy men's golf, Pat Owen, will join us next. Golf Today, brought to you by PointsBet. This season, don't just bet, live your bet life. And Bushnell Golf and the Pro XC, experience the best. And Geico, you could save even more by bundling home and car insurance. And by Skechers, be comfortable with Skechers Go Golf Jasmine Footwear worn by Brooke Henderson. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. We're back today. October 27th is Navy Day. We mentioned it earlier, a day when we honor and celebrate the men and women who served in the United States Navy, beautiful campus, mm. and powerful, powerful college here in the United States. And we were talking about uh, on Navy Day, kind of the golf parts of the midshipmen. You see here their men's golf team, seven team NCAA D1 championship appearances, Patriot League conference titles, last one back in 2018. And Pat Owen, the head coach, in his 32nd season. 
32 seasons, baby. Pat's been in charge, and he joins us now. Pat, we appreciate the time. 32 years as the head coach there at Navy. Can you give us an idea of what the office might look like? Are you, are you scared to kind of dig into some of the corners of your office for what you might find? Um, you wouldn't want to see my actual office, but um, my office, if you consider the golf course my office, it's a wonderful view. Well, Pat, an athlete at Navy has a lot more to think about than just scores. As a coach, how do your players balance duty to the country with trying to make birdies? That is a terrific question, and I think the biggest challenge for a student-athlete at the Naval Academy is time management. Our, our midshipmen are going strong from 6 in the morning until midnight, seven days a week, and only two to three hours of, of that day is dedicated to uh, their sport. So uh, juggling their time and being able to focus on golf when it is golf time is the key to success here. Pat, I can only imagine it's a little different for you versus other head coaches in terms of looking for players to fill out your golf team. What's the most important trait a future player possesses for you? Uh, I would say the desire to do something a little bit different, uh, to, to serve our country, do something special. Um, you know, there are quite a few popular songs about a man in uniform or a woman in uniform for that matter. And uh, these young people have decided to dedicate their lives to serving the United States of America. And it's an honor and a privilege to be able to coach them. Pat, you know, sports fans may be familiar with the Army-Navy football game. What's it like when these military branches compete in golf at the annual star match? It is quite a battle, guys. Uh, the match alternates between Annapolis and West Point every year. It's a Ryder Cup style with four four-ball matches the first day and seven singles matches the second day. 11 points on the table, the first team to six wins, and uh, there are no holds barred. Well, Pat, it's wonderful to chat with you, especially on Navy Day. Thank you for your service, for all your students, everything you do every day for our country. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much, guys. And remember, most importantly, go Navy, beat Army. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Got to get one in. The midshipmen. 32 years, baby. That's <laughs> yeah. serious experience. Oh, man, that's great. How great to, to see what these men and women do every day and know that they also love this great game that we all play. I mean, how cool would it be to go play for a coach who's been there for this long, man. for three decades, seen so much in golf, seen yeah. this sport literally change? I yeah. mean, you think about what golf looked like 30 years mm. ago to what it is in 2021, a completely different sport to have someone there that has seen it all, has heard it all, yeah. knows it all, would be very, very hard to pass up. I bet Annapolis right now, very pretty. You know, we're getting the, the leaves changing right now here in Connecticut. You know, I imagine West Point as well to give Army a little love. This is a fantastic time of year to play golf. Hopefully the, the midshipmen down in Annapolis having some fun as well. Uh, we, we came across a video I, I want to show you, D. I don't know if okay. you've seen this yet. Let's what go to got? the 19th hole and take a look here. It's a 102-year-old golfer. 102? Okay. 102. Now watch. Now you takes a good swing. That move. Good swing, good pass. Oh, still gets a little angry oh. with it, though. That's a pretty good club toss. I mean, he's still got it. He's got that's a smooth swing. He's still got the, the power and torque to send that club flying. Still searching for a golf game. I mean, aren't we all searching for a game? You know, I was, I, was a, I was a young club thrower in my day. I would get frustrated on the golf course. I had a temper and it wanes with age. You think? Yeah. yeah. For most it does. I'm not throwing clubs anymore. A buddy of mine like, threw a club in the tree and it broke. Like yeah. If you throw a driver and it hits a branch the wrong way, you could cut I, it in two. I, I, was, I was in high school and a friend of mine threw a club in a tree 
and then another friend of ours whose house was on the golf course went and got a full set of clubs to try to dislodge said tree. Really? Ball out of the tree. We never got the club out. We just got we more stuck up there. It was a bad the move. Club. How about this? Is that a tractor cake? Are you serious? I mean, are, the man's consistent. Is there anything more on brand than a tractor cake for this guy? He loves his tractor. I mean, Does he love tractors more than anybody in the world? Does John Deere like tractors more than Louie? Now, the difference between a tractor and a dozer. Remember Zach Blair with the, the dozer yesterday? He was, was on kind of the dozer. <laughs> he, was he was on, on the dozer. dozer. You know, I, I, we, we were talking about golf season kind of winding down, talked about the, the bad weather we had yeah. over the last few days. I've got some golf in the cards in the coming days, yeah. and I will see if, obviously, I get a chance to play or not. But but my hat of the day, yes. I got to give some love. You know, I, I, we moved up here in the earlier parts of this year, yeah. and one of the main things for me was finding a group of guys to play some golf with, a okay. group of people to get out on the golf course, a, a men's league, or whatever league mm -hmm. you can find, because that was something that was very, very special to me back in Arizona. I, I played all my golf yeah. at Dobson Ranch. You knew the guys and everything. And so my hat of the day is Longshore, which is oh, in Westport, man, yeah. and it's a great, great public golf course, municipal golf course there, and a great logo as well. But this is where it's at, man. Yeah. I mean, I got a chance to go out D and play some golf at Longshore and join their men's club. Yeah. I got an event on Saturday, kind of the last event I'm going to play in in 2021. So to all the crew out of Longshore, thank you. It's been a nice home away from home for me. I haven't teed it up yet at Longshore. I can't wait to do so. There's just a plethora of golf courses to choose from in this area. I mean, we are blessed in Connecticut, in New York, in Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. You know, you think about Triggs National, Triggs Memorial, uh, not too far from Providence. You know, it's a fantastic place to play golf, even as we know the days are getting shorter, the leaves are piling up, and if you drive it in the rough, Might not best of luck. Bring a couple <laughs> extra sleeps. That's a very, very important part to yeah, fall golf. Very absolutely. also a, a, a massive moment for Instagram right now in golf courses because this is kind of when you post the fall course. If you have mm. one on your phone, post it right now with yeah. the leaves changing. We see courses, as you mentioned, up in Vermont yeah. and Maine, just beautiful at, at this time of year. And this is kind of our first fall to experience it. So I've got a chance to kind of go out to the golf course every couple of days and see it look so differently. A lot of the trees looking a little bit like the sweater I'm wearing right now. And that's the special parts yeah. of it, right? This is the time you can get the IG picture. You can post December 10th when the clubs are past, you know, past their date. You've been talking a lot about the end of this year, 2021. I'm curious what you're most excited about for 2022. Just as a, a golf journalist, as a lover and observer of this game, you can pick your tour, you can pick your player. What are you most looking forward to as these days wind down in 2021, I'm excited to see what we can, what we will get from Jordan Spieth again. Because you 2021 okay. was such a special year for Jordan Spieth to kind of find the game and get himself back in contention a lot. That's step one okay. of the return for Jordan Spieth. I've said it on the show, and I really believe it. I think 2022 is step two in a big, big phase of the rebirth of Jordan Spieth, if you will, as a professional golfer. The major championship season, I think, matches up well with Jordan Spieth. Mm. You look at even some of the majors he hasn't played great in. I think those golf courses will play into Spieth's world. And, of course, you get St. Andrews. You get Augusta National. I, I just want to see what Spieth can do because we're going to judge Jordan Spieth on major championship wins at this we point. Are. I mean, he's done so much in his career already. That's what will propel him past a Kepka or a Rory or whoever the argument's going to be of the best player of this generation. So I I'm just excited to see Spieth in the majors, at some of these golf courses that we expect for him to play well in and get himself in contention. It's amazing where his game is now compared to where it was at the end of 2020, even the beginning about of 2021. Would he ever be able to find his game? I'm looking at another player for whom major championships will mean so much 
for the rest of his career. That, of course, is Rory McIlroy, who gave us one of the moments, if it's not Shota bowing to Augusta National Golf Club after Hideki Matsuyama won that green jacket. It's going to be Rory McIlroy in tears on that Sunday in Kohler, Wisconsin, knowing what it meant to go out first for Europe, wanting to contribute something to fall in love with the game again. Will that emotion carry forward? It's already giving him a PGA Tour win and something to hang on to as he goes forward in 2022. I want to know what it'll mean, what it'll portend for the Masters, for the major championships. Will he restart the clock in the chase for Seve Ballesteros and Sir Nick Faldo and become the greatest European golfer of all time, which for a while it seemed he was destined to be? It's so interesting when you look at women's golf and, and men's golf, because in women's golf, we have two players that you could argue are the best players in the world right now. Yes. Jin Young Ko and Nelly Korda. On the men's side, I think it's really up for debate on who the best golfer is. I think a lot of people to answer John Rahm, but what we saw from Dustin Johnson at the Ryder Cup, but what we've seen moments from the Jordan Spieth and the mm. Justin Thomases and the Colin Morikawas, who will emerge in 2022 yeah. as that player, if anybody? Because that is also the question. Are we in that era of the number one player in the world kind of being switched between players? here and there all over the place. That, that could be what we're in right now. Yeah. Or maybe somebody finds a game where they can go out and win four or five times in a season. That's going to be so hard to do in this era. It'll be interesting to see what happens in 22. A lot of these players are former college stars. We're gearing up for the East Lake Cup, College Central, at the bottom of the hour. I tell you what, Bobby Jones, you know, back in the day, he had a little bit of a temper. Then he became a gentleman of golf. You're talking about the club throwing near Bobby Jones, one of the great gentlemen of our sport in East Lake, one of the great tracks in our game. You know, just you don't want to throw a club. Yeah, don't throw a club. Don't, don't, don't throw, throw a club. club. Yeah, listen, college coaches notice this stuff too. If you're a junior golfer, you got the bent legs on the bag, things like that. <laughs> college coaches pay attention to everything. No reason to get mad. It's not that important. Just so excited to watch these players, these future stars. They're already getting a lot of experience by being in front of the cameras, having some pressure of the camera lens following them, hitting golf shots that they'll be able to maybe replicate as they get older in this game. College Central is next for Shane. I am Damon. Have a great day. That was called filling it up. I think we did it well. <laughs>